0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D I G I T E X dot on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you. Winners now are guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Altaf will take care of you at uh, Roos Chris. Hey, they are not only open for takeout and delivery, they are open for in-person dining as well. Roos Chris, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. We go to our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John. How
1: was your weekend? It was great, Bob. Nice and quiet, really. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you watch any of the uh, Euro? Uh, I didn't. No, I I, I got uh, uh, fixated in on the uh, Christian Eriksson story, and then yes. uh, uh, that was really the only thing that I uh, I followed.
0: Hey, I watched uh, England play uh, yesterday. Actually, I watched all three games yesterday. Just a thought on: um, Were you surprised they 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 made uh, Denmark and Finland
1: finish that game? I was. Well, as I understand it, the, the players insisted on finishing it. And, um, and it was after at least the Danes uh, had had a, uh, a video call, a FaceTime call, with uh, Christian yeah. Erickson in the hospital to say, please finish the game. And so it certainly sounded like that was uh, what he wanted. And then, therefore, the, both the players on the Finnish team and the, the Danish team wanted to finish the
0: game. Now, subsequent to that, and uh, where there's a, uh, the Danish coach afterwards made a comment like it was he felt it was hard for his boys to get back out there. Uh, but let me let me ask you this: uh, I mean, we know what happened with J. Bo Meister, uh down in Anaheim with the St. Louis yep. Blues, um, and they, I mean, obviously there's no way to ever underappreciate just how significant the medical personnel are in these situations, are there, John?
1: No, no, and and particularly something as elite as uh, as the Euro tournament. When you think that the the physicians on hand and uh, the fact in in listening to the Danish doctor talk about the the it took one the use of the defibrillator to get him uh, uh, get his heart started again was fascinating.
0: Yeah, there there were reports today coming out of his club team that uh, he was. Because some people have suggested, well, it was because he was vaccinated that this had occurred. Turned out that he's not been vaccinated and he's been tested multiple times and hasn't had COVID. So that in itself is a, a pretty interesting situation. What is it? Speaking of which, given your, your ties to the league, where we're headed at, uh, and I, I put the num- numbers out there earlier today. 68.87% of the province of Alberta, 12 plus have now got the, a single jab. Uh, we're climbing and we're over 20% now are fully vaccinated. How do you think the league is going to handle this? We, we know what they're going to do in the short term for the conference finals and the, the Stanley Cup final. How did, is, is it going to be an automatic expectation that every player, uh, is vaccinated or is that some sort of, uh, would that be an issue in terms of the CBA and the players' rights? What do you think uh, transpires there?
1: Uh, I, I would. I have never really asked anybody that question. I always made the assumption that every player would 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 take the vaccination. Yeah. Um, so from from that perspective, and it, it certainly sounds like uh, the teams that I know that got early vac- vaccinations, and most of them got the Johnson and Johnson, which is the single dose. Okay. Uh, there was there was no opt outs, but uh, then again, I I didn't really pursue it. I I just made the assumption that. Uh, as a professional athlete, uh, in order to create uh, uh, allow the protocols to to work and to be more involved, then the players would get vaccinated.
0: Uh, and I mean, maybe we're, we're we're playing on a level here, John, where we shouldn't be. But would there? You know, we're, I think the the plan is to return to the same divisions next year, is it not? And start. That's correct. Yeah. yeah that's start, right. start around October the tenth for the regular season. Maybe a training. Uh, the,
1: the season starts. The season will start October the twelfth. October the 12th. Uh, Bob. And the okay. schedule will be announced uh, probably the third week in July. Okay.
0: And training camp, that's worked three, work three weeks backwards then. So we're looking at about September the 20th for training camp, if that's the case. I think that would bring us into that range. Uh, yeah. So I'm just – like you're – what do you think they're gonna like? Are you gonna need to have a card to get back and forth in between Canada and the U.S.? How do you think that's gonna handle get handled with teams being on private planes and, uh, you know, how do you think they'll, they'll deal with that situation?
1: Well, I think I, I, you know, I think there's a huge advantage for the athletes working in a private charter. Uh, they, they've always been like, like, for instance, during the uh, during the, the semifinal between Vegas and Montreal there will be three charter planes, one for Montreal, one for Vegas, and one for NHL personnel, including the networks, uh, that, that will be considered part of the bubble. Uh, and so from that perspective, the, the governments, both sides, have always viewed uh, private planes um, much more uh, uh, advantageously than they have commercial travel. So from that perspective, uh, if you're, if we're talking about next year, I think that the uh, as long as the teams agree to follow government protocols, which we don't know what they are going to be like in October, uh, then the advantage of being on a private charter is very important.
0: Yeah, well, I mean we're, we're, I mean we're headed down a place here, John, where right now the U.S. has a higher percentage of their population fully vaccinated than Canada. Canada has a higher percentage with the single jab it's right. not It's not out of the realm of possibilities, like today's June the 14th, it's not out of the realm of possibilities by the end of July that Canada will have more people fully vaccinated percentage-wise than the U.S. That's right. Right? So that's, it's, that's right. It, it's going to be pretty intriguing to see where this all goes and how much of a storyline it's going to be uh, in the future. You said a couple of weeks ago you thought that uh, you weren't necessarily 100% sure that Canada, Canada's buildings would be uh, full bore in terms of fans in, in, in October. Any, just given the direction of course that we're going right now, with a, eva- because it seems to be, put it this way, John, I, I don't want to generalize, but I sense there's less hesitancy in Canada. And remember, I live in Alberta, less hesitancy in Canada than there is in several of the, uh, you know, uh, US states, as an example. Um, so, is that? Or do you think we'll have? We could have full fans in because uh, I think the Oilers are planning on having full fans come September or sorry, come October.
1: Yeah, well, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me uh, at all, Bob. It re- it really wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but that said, um, you, you know, the league and the players' association and the clubs um, have to be flexible enough to understand that it may not occur, and that's yeah. uh, that's exploring every option um you know, it, it's going to be such a contradiction uh, in so many ways and, and, and confusing when you think there'll be 18,500 at T-Mobile Arena tonight in Vegas, and then when they play game three in Montreal, it'll be 2,500 people. Um, you know, our, and, and I'm not saying this to stir the pot, but uh, with the variants that are growing, um, we're seeing it now in the United Kingdom where the, the uh their lockdown is going. It sounds like it's going to continue, and now there's concerns um, in the United States that the variants are growing. The- and may- maybe our lockdowns in our country were the right thing to do. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm not a I'm not a virologist, and I, I don't I don't ever want to be a virologist, and I don't pretend to be one. But you know, th- there's nothing wrong with being overly ca- uh, cautious when it comes to this uh, to-, to the virus.
0: Now, uh, the Oilers, this, uh, they you know, they're in meetings here, uh, on a pro front, starting to look at building their team. So I'm going to get you to put your GM's hat on for a second. Would Edmonton be better off, John, spending $6 million on a pair of left wings? Let's just assume they re sign Nugent Hopkins and they go get another guy at five to six. Or would they be better off going maybe six and then three and a half to four and two to two and a half, as an example? on the left side. And if you go six and six, you're looking at a guy like Holloway coming in on an ELC in your third line left wing. What would you do
1: in that right. situation? Well, uh, the other aspect you're not mentioning is term, um, which is funny. We had uh, Alan Walsh on our podcast today. And as an agent who is trying to uh, look at his unre- unrestricted free agent list, um, he's suggesting that the flat cap until 2024 uh, term is going to become the, the, the biggest issue. Uh, it's you know in addition to, in addition to what the uh, the average you know the cap hit will be. So from from that perspective, uh, I think it really depends on um, investing in what players and whether you wanted to, want to negotiate long, a, a longer term deal. You know I mean Kenny took the risk with Tyson Berry last year of the single year wondering if that was the way to go. And uh, and and you know, let's face it, Tyson Berry took the risk too, and it might have paid off for him. But no I, I don't I don't think we're other than maybe two or three guys as players, I don't think we're gonna see a lot of guys hit the hit the real jackpot this year or this summer, do you?
0: Well I'll give you a guy let I mean imagine being a Rich Winner and you have Tomas Tatar. Like, he's not even playing for Montreal right now. He can't even get a lot. And he's, he, the guy had 58 and 61 point seasons the two previous years. And I, I would say halfway through this year, I, I bet you Rich was probably thinking he could get him five and a half to six million dollars a year. No chance that like, he's going to be in the Hoffman range at three and a half to four million bucks in that, in that Barry range. And he might only be able to take a one year deal in that scenario.
1: And that and that becomes that becomes the real issue for any of the agents and the players, and the players' families, by the way, uh, to understand what the risk reward are. Do you take the chance and take a one year deal at a place where you think you can win, um, and probably at less money than you could make elsewhere, in order to try to uh, raise your stock? Um, in many ways, Bob, it's much closer to what NBA players do. Uh, in the short term than NHL right. players have always done because NHL players have always yearned for long-term security and tried to take the longer-term deal in order to try to, you know, for their families, for their wives, uh, set up shop in a single town for five or six years. It become, it, it really does become, um, I think, the biggest issue of the summer. And a guy like Rich, who's who's a very good communicator with his clients, uh, we'll have to sit down with Thomas and his family to say, "Hey, listen. Here, here's the reality of the world in 2021. Is it fair? No. But it's in, 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 is it, is it compare, in comparison to what other players have done over previous years. But it's a reality of life, not just hockey life. But it's a reality of life during the, during the pandemic and in the summer of 2021 with a flat salary cap of 81.5."
0: Speaking of the salary cap, did the Tampa Bay
1: Lightning circumvent the system? Well, if they did, they would have, they would have been fined. Now, will there be ways to police it in the future? Maybe, maybe there maybe there will be um, much better um, uh, watchdogs when it comes to the medical procedures of players. Uh, but at, you know, at this point, uh, they didn't because it was allowed to happen. And, you know, it's not as if the NHL office in New York sits back or or Central Registry in Montreal sits back and says, okay, we're not going to monitor you. They monitor it every day. Um, The the question becomes is, is, you know, when it comes to a player's health, at 95%, for the sake of argument, at 95% in the last two weeks of the regular season, should Nikita Kucherov have played? And the answer is is he 100 percent? And the answer is well he's not 100 percent. So should he have played? Uh, this is this is the classic cliché answer, Bob. Well, if it was the playoffs, he would have been in the lineup. You know, and for the longest time, we lived with that. Now that it has salary cap implications, uh, we take offense to it because certain teams have had uh, have been able to take it, it use it to their own advantage.
0: You're Julian Breezebaugh. Your team's at $86 million right now for 2021-22, 20, okay? You yep. probably have to get rid of three of the following four players. I'm going to give you them. Tyler Johnson, and you're going to have to give something up on top of that to get that contract off the books. Yanni mm-hmm. Gord, you might have yep. to do the same because he's got term left. Uh, Alex Kalorn and Andre Palat. What would you do in that situation? If it were, Again, you probably need to move three of those four guys out to have enough wiggle room to do some other things.
1: Well, I uh, I, I think we've talked about this on this show, but uh, perhaps we haven't. Um, I, I would never, ever, 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 ever get rid of Alex Kalorn. I just think Alex Kalorn has become so valuable to this organization in so many ways. And I don't think there's a bigger, better, mid-range... The National Hockey League than Alex Killorn. Uh You you even saw it yesterday. I think Alex Kolin in the loss was the best player for uh, for Tampa, and I think he was the best player in the first two rounds of the playoffs, other than the goaltender for Tampa. I just think he's he's one of those guys you can ill afford to get rid of. You know the, the, the Tyler Johnson one is interesting. Uh, if, if I'm uh, if I'm Julian, I am phoning Ron Francis saying, listen, I can give you a kid from Washington State. He, you know, he can he can be a poster child for the franchise. Uh, what what else do I have to make available to you for you to take? Yep. Tyler Johnson, which is which is comparable in many ways to what we saw Dale Talon do, um, with George McPhee with Vegas and Florida, and all it did was you know look <laughs> at the two guys that came out of Florida that yep. have contributed to the success and are still contributing to the success in Riley Smith and Jonathan Marshall.
0: Yeah, that one backfired on Florida. There's no question. Right? You
1: think No, Mind you, mind you, ownership would tell you it didn't backfire because one of the reasons they gave Smith up was they didn't want to pay his salary anymore. Right, right. Well, yeah, and I'm, and yes. and, they, and they weren't they weren't spending to the cap at that point. They were just cash conscious.
0: Right, and they've gone through. Actually, they were a team that bit pretty hard on the analytics front too. On that front, uh, hey, so yeah, I'm I'm with you on Johnson. That's the obvious one. I'd love to get Kloran out of there. My guess is the acquisition cost on Kloran could be used as the uh, cost benefit in terms of moving Johnson out. In other words, I think you could get a second for Kloran, and then you could turn around and flip the second to Seattle to take Johnson, and you're at a zero sum game between those two trades. But you've lost Alex Kloran, yeah. who's becoming a part. I mean, how good no. would Alex? How good would Alex Kloran look in Edmonton? Like look at look at what Maroon did in Ebb in playing with McDavid and Drysaddle, the back half season. And Clorn's a way
1: better player than Pat Maroon. Yep, yep. Alex Alex is one of those secret sauce guys. He's got the secret sauce. He knows how to play at playoff time, and has done it for so many years. You know, he just to 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 me he's just uh, he's worth his weight in gold.
0: John, can I ask you a question? If you're an NHL general manager. Uh, you know, the the word went out today from Elliot Friedman and Darren Drager uh, regarding Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't you just wait for Hamilton to go to market? Why would you? Why would you? Why would you give up an asset to to uh, do something there?
1: Uh, I totally agree. Uh, but to me, this is this is um, this is the other side of the coin. This is Tom Dundon and Don Waddell and Eric Tolsky and the guys in Carolina saying, here's our number. Here's our number. You know, we've done the analysis of you. We've done the analysis of every other team. Here's what we can afford. Here's what we think other teams can afford. If you can go get a deal better than this one, then go ahead and and, and we'll, we'll allow you to do it. I would not be surprised... Uh, at any point to see Dougie Hamilton um, sign with Carolina again, I really wouldn't. To me, this is this is uh, this is Dundon's uh, vision. Um, it's different than most to say, okay, listen, here's our offer. Here's what it is, JP, Dougie, you go try to find a better one, and if you can't find a better one, we're here for you still until uh, until we put a finite date on it. I think that's exactly what's happened there. This is not. This is not Carolina saying, "Well, we're gonna, you know, we're we're we think we're gonna get something that's of value between now and free agency." This is them just saying, "Hey, listen, you, you you know, we'll work in good faith if you work in good faith, and go find go find a better deal, and we'll try to make a deal work for you, and and go from there." But you're always welcome here, and you can come and sign here. I, I really think that's exactly what's happened.
0: Do you think it could get that could get to that point with Ryan Nugent Hopkins?
1: And Rick fullette that's interesting I I, I I do not know the uh, the particulars of the negotiations specifically yeah uh, but uh, but I, I would hope not I'm I would hope him. Kenny that I would hope that Kenny has a has a number and a term that works and Ryan reads the tea leaves as well and sees where sees where this organization is going. And he and Rick sit down and say, you know what, this is a great deal for me. It gives me long-term security, and I want to be part of the Oilers' remedy, not part of their problem.
0: Great stuff, John. We'll talk on Wednesday. Thank you for your time. Okay, Bob. Talk to you soon. That's NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates in their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. When we come back... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On Oilers Now, we'll get to our injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. It's 1253 in
1: Edmonton. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Chet. And now lot on the left wing for Tampa couldn't clear it. Dobson out high, His driving
0: and he scores. Noah Dobson let it rip from the top of the slot. His
1: first career playoff goal beats Vasilevsky. It's two nothing Islanders in the third period. Possession off the faceoff, and I think this thing gets deflected.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, with you. That was from uh, yesterday's afternoon encounter, the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Did he say Noah Dobson, Brendan?
1: He he did, and I feel like he misspoke there, but it might have taken a deflection on the way anyway. That was Uh, Ryan Pulak's game winner. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what? He's probably broadcasting it out of a studio, and that actually sounds like the guy that does uh, Vegas radio. Uh (laughs) I'm not sure who that is, but uh, Eddie, or sorry, Vegas Television uh, used to be in Boston doing radio a number of years ago. All right, uh, let's get to it. It's the Orders Now Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters in injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Here's Brennan Escott.
1: Okay, it sounds like Jeff Petrie still isn't ready to return from his hand injury tonight. John Merrill did travel to Vegas as well, but he's doubtful for Game 1 as well. He's got uh, an undisclosed injury, and Jay Evans is still out indefinitely with a concussion. Bruins goaltender Tuka Rask will have uh, surgery to repair that torn hip labrum that he was playing through in the playoffs. He's out now until 2022, likely January or February. The 34-year-old also a pending UFA.
0: This text comes in out of an Edmonton uh, area code saying signing R&H on the Ashley Fine Flores text line, signing Ryan Nugent Hopkins will end up the same as signing Cassie O'Neil, and Neil and on. Waste of money. I hope you don't agree, but we don't need players like uh, R&H. Uh, well, the orders didn't sign James Neal. They signed Milan Lucic and traded. Uh, for James Neal. Cassian, four-year deal. There's teams interested in Cassian. The New York Rangers looking to get uh, more physical presence in the lineup. The uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, I could see, having some interest in Zach as well. Chase on two-year deal, $2.2 Yeah, you know what? Probably was on pace for double-digit goals this year in a full season. Had 11 last year after a 22-goal campaign. I, I would even consider signing Cassian if, if something moved on the right side. I would even consider bringing Cassian back as a poten- or sorry, Chase on back as a fourth line right wing. As for R&H, time will tell for me. The price has got to be right. Uh, Brandon from Windsor says, "What are your thoughts on uh, Bear getting moved for a winger and then going hard for a number one right D or, or a and a two LD either through trade or free agency?" I think Alexiak would be a great second pairing left shot defense option uh, from Brandon in Windsor. Well, you're right. Alexiac would be a really good second pairing left shot D option. I think Dallas is probably going to sign him, but but we'll wait and see what they do. till they get in on Seth Jones? Twelve fifty eight. Edmonton off to a global news, weather, traffic update. When we come back, we'll talk to former NHLer. Edmonton Oil Kings head coach, Brad Lauer. Many people think he's the best coach in junior hockey right now, certainly out west. Oil Kings have had two terrific seasons back-to-back, and they have two players that are going to go in the top 20 of the NHL draft. We'll discuss uh, Dylan Gunther, Sebastian Cosa with Brad Lauer after a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.